Stafford under center, calls for the snap, play fakes, boots out to the left, looking short, caught at the five and into the end zone, it's Kendall Blanton. A surprise appearance from the second Rams tight end. Turns into the first touchdown of the game for the Los Angeles Rams with 3.28 to go first quarter. 9-0 LA and what a moment for Kendall Blanton to pick up his first touchdown. and welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long, here in Thousand Oaks. The offseason program is underway in the Hollywood Hills. The Rams draft class is set for a big week, and we're not that far either from the 2022 schedule release. So it's a busy season of Rams football for your reigning world champions, including this conversation with Kendall Blanton, our first-time guest. Good to see you. Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? The K special, <laughs> 26 years old from Missouri. The best part about being a Super Bowl champion is what? Working towards another one. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm having fun this offseason, man. It's, it's, it's been a blast. Okay, well, let's stay there then. The coolest thing you've done since the parade? Coolest thing I've done since the parade? Um, well, I don't, I don't really like bragging about this, but I, I got to buy my mom a car this past, last last week. I surprised her, bought her a brand new car, and... Uh, did all of that. So that was that was probably the best thing I've done since the Super Bowl. Congratulations. I'm sure she's invested a ton in your academic, athletic, personal life. Yeah. So yeah. nice to pay her back. Yeah, I wouldn't be here without her. So that was just a small token of my gratitude. Those direct deposits show up a little bit different for the game checks rather than the practice squad years, I guess. Good for you. Well deserved. What's it like to be back at the facility, though? You're already saying you're pursuing a, a repeat opportunity. How could that sense of urgency possibly measure up to what you guys did a year ago? Um, I mean, it's just it's the culture, what we have around here. You know, all the, starting with McVeigh and everybody, you know, under that, it's just what we do. I mean... We're here to do that every year in and year out. And we know it's, it's a hard thing to do. It's not easy. But I don't know. Just first and foremost, we have a lot of fun. And just to be able to have fun with these guys while we're getting better every day, like that's, I don't know. You can't replace that. You know, I saw Senator Brian Allen say something similar to that last week about how the best part of his day is showing up at this facility and the worst part is leaving. This is work. I mean, you do it for profession. But that sentiment widely shared among you and your teammates? It is work, but it doesn't feel like work. Huh. You know, it's... Uh, I always say once I stop having fun with it, you know, I'll be done with it. But this is like every day is something new, um, new conversations, new something I got to get better at, you know, something we have to get better at as a whole. And then just it's something it's just fun every day. We're starting with the, with the training room as well. Like I've been in there quite a bit, unfortunately, but it's, it's a blessing just to hang out with those guys and, you know, enjoy it every yeah. day. Well, let's talk about your injury recovery. Uh, I think there's good reason for you to be excited about the 2022 season ahead. But if we can, let's walk through your 21 first, because prior to that season, you played all of four snaps, according to my record, all of them on special teams, all back in 2019. So kind of you finally get some reps on offense first time in your career, week seven, eight and nine. And that sets the stage for your first NFL catch. You remember that one? Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be a good trivia question someday. (laughs) Who threw the first pass that you caught in the National Football League? Who threw the first pass that I caught in the National Football League? In a regular season game. San Francisco, Levi Stadium. Damn, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember my I didn't mean catch. to stump you. That's yeah, awesome, you though, that you so much good me. stuff has happened to you that Johnny Hecker on the uh, fake field oh, goal. 100%, yes, at Levi Stadium, yeah, Johnny Hecker. Dang, Johnny Hecker, my guy. Carolina Panther now, but... Uh, yeah, he did throw me my first pass, Levi Stadium, and uh, 
didn't go. Well, I was going to say totally forgettable game. Yeah, so understandable yeah, yeah, that yeah. you've purged it from your memory, yeah. uh, but it does validate. I think that's going to be a good trivia question someday, hopefully well, after have, a long and successful some. career. Yeah. <laughs> so as the year progresses, you do catch a couple more balls. You make uh, your first starts. Remember that COVID stretch at Arizona and then the postponed home game against Seattle. What were you thinking? What were you feeling having broken through finally on offense and being a part of this, this group? Uh, see, that's the thing. I, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say I've, I've broken through even today, uh, but it, that was just uh opportunity. You know, we had some guys that, like you said, with COVID, they got sick and things like that. And I was just ready for it um, as much as I could be. Um, we, we do well in practice. So I'll take a lot of mental reps yeah. um, and that's just how I learn. And things like that. I got a guy in front of me with Tyler Higby, who's, yeah. you know, done a great job. As, I mean, his, his resume speaks for itself. Um, but I think what people don't see is his leadership behind the scenes um, and how he's always bringing guys along with him. If he's made mistakes, he's coaching himself up while while teaching us how to do it before we even get out there mm-hmm. and do it. So just having having guys like that in my corner, along with Wes Phillips, who was here last year. Um, shout out, Wes. Um, but uh, just enabled me to just be ready for a game. Like, that was a big game, Arizona. Um, and we was able to handle it. Take, I'm glad you mentioned Higby there and and his role in your development. He comes off that reserve list uh, and no stats for you for the rest of the regular season. No stats in the wild card win over Arizona. But this is where it gets interesting. This is my favorite part of the story. Tell me about the week leading into the divisional round at Tampa Bay. Um, Just like any other week (laughs) so far, just going into it. Obviously, you know, uh, a big game, just like any game. But uh, going against the GOAT. As we all know, Tom Brady and uh, that that defense and everybody that they have uh, great players. Sue, who was here, um, but just all of that again is just a, a, I, I'm gonna keep giving credit to Higby, man, and, and that tight end room. Johnny Mutt, who who was here with us as well, mm-hmm. was 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 a great leader. Just you know, being hurt and all of that, but still was always in my ear, help coaching me. Um, Did you have any sense your first touchdown was coming? No. That's why I'm talking about Higby and everybody right now. But no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't until the play was called and we got to look to where I was. Like, okay, now I know it's coming to me. Um, originally, I was like Higby's probably going to mm-hmm. score, and I'm out here, you know, play my part. Um, but once once we got to look, it was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. That was a great mic'd up. I think it was Greg Gaines on that particular game. But we got a glimpse behind the curtain. How shocked all your teammates were too. Yeah. Shocked, but also pumped up for you. Yeah. I mean, they seem to be genuinely excited for that moment in your career. I think more than anything, more than the touchdown and how I felt. Uh, once I, my mom had sent me that video clip mm-hmm. of all my teammates on the sideline and they were, you know, Kendall, they were yelling my name. I think more than anything, I got a whole lot of text messages and stuff after that. But seeing that video and seeing my teammates like excited for me that to this day, like, I, you know, it makes me feel good. Well, a week later, I mean, it becomes the Kendall Blanton game, the NFC championship. Uh, Tyler Higby's only able to play 14 snaps before an injury against the 49ers. Bryson Hopkins isn't active. It was you and only you. What do you recall about that Sunday at SoFi Stadium? Um, first and foremost, like I'm a believer. I just like to thank God for that opportunity. Um, just, just to be able to go out there and just, you know, showcase a little bit of who I am and who I've always thought I was. Um, but it, it wasn't the Kendall Bladen show. We did it as a team. I got to give credit to those guys. Um, and I just made the plays that were, you know, called for me. It, that was, I haven't had that much fun in a football game in a long time. Hmm. I really, I truly haven't. Um, just kind of reiter- reiterated everything for me, this love of the game and all of that. And in a big game where we haven't, since I've been here, that's the first and only time we beat the San Francisco 49ers. You know, they kind of had our number for a little bit. Um, but 
you know, to, to do that and to be able to help help us go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. All right. So I've got a hunch about one play in that game that I want to verify with you. I'm guessing the tight end flea flicker was probably not drawn up for Kendall Blanton originally. Was that a Tyler Higby play? I would tell you you're a good guesser, <laughs> but I, I would also tell you <laughs> all of those plays were Tyler Higby plays. That's yeah. our, that's our, that's our star tight end. So how many times did you rep it in practice? If any with Matthew Stafford and Sony Michelle. I repped it a thousand times mentally. Okay. <laughs> but you never actually caught it on I, this field out here. I never ran those plays in practice. No. Amazing. You executed it perfectly. Let's pause for a moment there because at this point, it's a couple of playoff wins for the Rams, seven targets, seven receptions for you. And you're going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That little two week journey between the NFC championship game and hosting the Cincinnati Bengals at your place. What will you take from that? What do you remember? All of it. So I remember every detail of pretty much everything from those two weeks. Obviously, from the NFC game, um, I played well. Um, and then, you know, our, us, our going, our, we're going to the Super Bowl, you know, doing something that is rare. Even though there's a Super Bowl every year, it's just it's just rare for a team to get there. Um, man, it was amazing with all the media and just the practices and, like, all of that. You know, my family, you know, everybody wanted to be there and be a part of it. Um, a whole bunch of people uh, hit me up. I think one story, if I could tell you, uh, one thing that uh, I'll remember is one of, one of my sixth grade teachers had DM me on Instagram and uh, I opened it up and I read it and they said, they said, well, you know, congratulations on going to the Super Bowl. Like, this is big. They're like, I remember you were you were causing some trouble in, one, in class one day and I pulled, <laughs> you, I pulled you out in the hallway and uh, me being the butthead that I was, I said, I said, you know, all of this doesn't matter because uh, one day I'm going to be great. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and he, he said that. He was like, man, you were right. Look at you in the Super Bowl. And that was one of the things that stood out to me. And it made, I mean, made me feel good. I mean, I apologize for acting up in that class. Yeah. But uh, that was awesome. Good use of butthead. Yeah. Uh, bonus points there. Yeah. But that is the best part, I think, about the Super Bowl experiences that I've been privileged to go along with. Uh, your journey is, you know, that attention and that time. Everyone you've connected with who's been a part of your journey, I think rightfully steps forward to touch base with you, to congratulate you. And I'm glad there's that window where you can reconnect with, yeah. with grammar school teachers. Yeah. What about uh, having a father in professional football? Could that in any way brace or prepare you for what was to come? A hundred percent. All I've known pretty much my whole life is my dad wasn't in the military and anything like that, but we pretty much lived a military life, meaning just get up and doing things in a precise way, in a precise manner and taking care of our business. You know, I made my bed every day because of my dad. And I always tell the story. He would sit on the edge of my bed and turn off, turn on all the lights. I'm super sensitive to light in general. Maybe this is it. You want us um, to dim these? No, nah, no, nah, these lights aren't bright enough, but, uh, um, He'll turn on all the lights and sit on my bed. It'll be 530 in the morning. And he'd be like, we got to go work out, you know, do mm-hmm. something. And he kind of instilled in me, taught me how to work out. And uh, just, I, I believe, taught me how to be a professional before I was ever here in this seat or on this team or anything like that today. And I'm I'm very thankful for my dad. Um, but I think a person who doesn't get enough credit is my little sister. Um, my little sister, Kelsey, she she's pushed me a lot. You know, she's, she, I think she, I can't tell her what to do. I think she needs a job in analytics or something like really? that because she, she knows more about the game than I do. Um, but uh, she's pushed me and, and, you know, been on my tail, but been my biggest fan at the same time. 
and uh, you know all of them are key motivators. But uh, to answer your question, having a having a dad to play um, seven years with the Chiefs, was drafted and played one year with the Buffalo Bills, um, kind of teaching me the ins and outs of the game behind the game. Uh, something I can't take for granted. Where is your sister in life now? She is a junior at Mizzou. She's junior at Mizzou. She switched her major again, so I apologize, Kelsey. I got to look at the camera and say this. I apologize if I don't remember your major, but uh, a junior at Mizzou. Awesome. Was she able to make the Super Bowl? She was there for sure. And uh, I wasn't crying until she ran on the field crying and saying, you just won the Super Bowl. Mm. And, you know, kind of broke me down a little bit. I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. What happened that evening? I think I've seen the play where you get hurt. But yeah. I'd love to hear it from your recollection. Um, just a really just a routine play, you know, a block that I made time and time and time again. Um, I'm pulling to the right side. Um, number 57, Jermaine Pratt meets me in the hole. And mm -hmm. I think I just, you know, just a freak accident. I got hit in the right spot and uh, broke my shoulder. Tore my labrum in that on that play. I tried to stay in. I, I've never broken a bone before. So I, I really just thought I dislocated my shoulder and I rolled over and tried to, um, I put it back in place and I stayed in the next play and it wasn't working like I thought it would yeah. work. That drive went by. I tried to come out again that next drive and again, it just wasn't working like I wanted it to work and I wasn't able to finish that game. But, you know, this, we got a deep tight end room and we all saw how, how Bryson Hopkins played and, that's, and I tip my hat to him. Uh, but that's what happened. That leaves Bryson in a position similar to the one we discussed with you in the NFC Championship game where he's on an island. Mm -hmm. What did you make of his performance on the biggest stage? And for our audience, this is someone who had one catch in his career, brings in all of four targets uh, in the Super Bowl for 47 yards. I mean, it's just a testament to him. Uh, that's the biggest game of everybody's career, everybody's lives. And um, like like McVay always says, he didn't flinch and he didn't blink and he went out there and made the plays that... Uh, that he was supposed to make. And I, I was super happy for him. Was I mad that I, 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 was, I wasn't I was able to finish the game? Yes, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super happy for Bryson. I'm, I'm glad he was able to go do the things he did. And, you know, I'm excited for him. Yeah, man. because your injury, I don't know if we stated this, early third quarter, right? So you're watching most of the yeah. dramatic finish yeah, from, from the sideline. Being down, being down and not being able to help my team like I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about here, I think, is one of the most incredible things about not just the Rams Super Bowl journey, but the fourth and one Cooper Cup jet sweep. You know where that was targeted? Yeah. Right at? Bryson Hopkins. I mean, is that not mind boggling? That's, it's not mind boggling because. Taking on Sam Hubbard on that edge with the championship on the line. We expect him to make that play, mm -hmm. and he did it, and that's that's who he is. So, I mean, a lot. I saw a lot of people were kind of, I wouldn't say shocked or whatever, but. But that's that's just what he does. I mean, and that's what we do as a tight end room. And like I said, it all starts with Higby. But, you know, that wasn't shocking to me. I, I expect him to make that play, and he did it. Combined starts for you and Bryson in the postseason. Uh, 11 targets, 11 receptions, 122 yards in your touchdown. Who could have seen it coming other than you? <laughs> uh, let me take a little bit step further back in time. Training camp 2009, waived, signed to the practice squad. Camp 2020, waived practice squad. 21, waived practice squad. Are you finally, this offseason, rehabbing as you are, finally confident that you'll be on a 50-man, 50 53-man roster come opening weekend? Well, I'll look at you and tell you I'm confident every year. 
since I've been in this league that I would be on a 53-man roster. And obviously, it hasn't worked out like that. But my my mindset hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I didn't do anything other than prove myself right a little bit um, just by making some of the plays that I made. Um, but I, I believe and I know that I can be a lot better and I will be a lot better. But uh, yes, I believe that I will be on a 53-man roster. That's my mindset every year. I'm not your agent, but I believe it too, because I think your film backs it up. What was the most difficult part, though, of your Rams career so far? Was was there a time that you came close to saying, you know, maybe this isn't going to be what I thought it could be? Um, there's been a lot of times throughout my athletic career where I've, I've thought things like that. I've always put in the work and, you know, pridefully, I've always been like, man, like I deserve this or this should be happening the way I want it to. But it's not. I had a I had a talk truthfully last Wednesday with uh, Mizzou and the football team just talking about what what do you do when life doesn't go how you mm-hmm. expect it to go? And I mean, truthfully, that's just my mindset. I give myself really 24 hours to feel how I'm feeling, um, whether that's good or bad. And then I decide if I'm going to act on those feelings. Um, but the journey, I I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it because let's say I got drafted or whatever, probably wouldn't have been here. And I'm who's who's to say I would have won a Super Bowl in my third right. year or yeah, my third year being around. Uh, who's to say I would have started in the Super Bowl? You know, like again, I just you know I thank God for where I'm at. I thank God for going and drafting, and I thank God for the process. Of, I, I think I'm thankful for being on practice squad for the first five weeks of this season. Um, I wouldn't trade it. Mm. That visit to Missouri that you referenced this spring. Let's pause here and let our audience hear a snippet of it, and then I'll follow up with you after that. All right. I'm, I'm here to tell y'all, don't give up. There's things There's things that's going to happen. There's times that's going to knock you down. People are going to say no doors and opportunities are going are gonna to pass you by. But, there are, but if you don't stop, if you don't quit, if you keep doing the right things and keep grinding, Something's going to pop up. Uh, So that was the trip uh, back to your alma mater that you referenced. And as you know, the NFL draft is this week. As someone who now has a Super Bowl ring after going undrafted, what advice might you share for the young men who are waiting with their friends and family, hoping to hear their name called? Uh, It's just a testament to really your dedication to the game. Uh, Like I told Mizzou that, you know, life isn't going to go how you want it to go, how you plan it to go truthfully ever um, but if you want something bad enough you work hard bad enough and it'll eventually pay off for you you know um, and that's kind of just been my mindset and that's what I would encourage mm-hmm. everybody to go through like it's, it's going to be hard it's going to be ugly um, you're going to want to be on a 53 man every year as you should and you should believe in yourself every year but when it doesn't work do you quit or keep going? And that's the question you ask. You got to answer yourself. Hmm. Really well said. And I think the uh, backstory of the Super Bowl journey for me will always be that for every Vaughn Miller, there's going to be a Kendall Blanton. And for every Matthew Stafford, there's going to be a Bryson Hopkins, right? Whose path we didn't see coming. And yet you guys wouldn't have reached that uh, finish line together had you not made your contributions. A few final things. Thank you again for joining us on this edition of Rams Revealed. Uh, Wes Phillips, now with the Minnesota Vikings, as you referenced. Thomas Brown is someone who's always been really well thought of around this building. He moves from running backs to tight ends. Mm-hmm. What have the meetings been like so far? What's his inner energy bring? I, I love TB. I call him TB. Thomas Brown, Coach Brown. Um, I love him, man. Just uh I'm, I'm big on attention to detail and everything, and he brings that. 
You know, he's he, he's a perfectionist. Um, perfection is something that we'll probably never achieve, but that's his goal every day. And that's the standard. So just to have somebody like that, that, that uh, you know, brings that energy and everything into the room, it's just, you know, I like it. And that's no knock on Wes Phillips. I love you, Wes, and I, I'm appreciative of everything you have taught me. I'm going to keep a lot of the things you taught me and, and all of that. Um, but I'm excited to... To, to be under TV and, and, and learn from them and experience, you know, just a, a new angle of things. I'm sure you work with Liam Cohen uh, mm-hmm. when he was here and you were on the practice squad. Surprised to see him back? No, I'm not to see him back. I'm not surprised to see him back. He de- he deserves to be uh, what he is right now, offensive coordinator, and probably a head coach one day. Um, I mean, what he did in Kentucky, but then when he was here, man, that was my guy. Um, being on the practice squad, he was he was with us quite a bit, um, kind of coaching us up um, and things like that. But uh, I love Liam, and he was at my pops alma mater mm-hmm. at Kentucky. So uh, go Big Blue. I'm sorry, Mizzou, but I just said that as, <laughs> as you know from my from my dad. But uh, that, that's awesome to have him back. All right, so you led me right to this. The 2022 schedule will be unveiled on May the 12th. Rams are going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs this year. Your father, Jerry, played for them. Uh, you already referenced that. And you grew up in Blue Springs, Missouri. That's in the Kansas City metro Some area? Kansas City metro area. Went to high school in Blue Springs, Missouri. Okay, so is that the game you're looking forward to most? Would that be special to go back and play in your home area? Is that the first game on the schedule? We don't know if it's the first game on the schedule. Probably yeah. not, but it we play on Thursday night. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and you're not looking anywhere past it. I can't look past okay. it, man. That's, uh, have I thought about it? Yes, to answer your question. But for me and my mom, I can't, I can't let the picture be too big. You know, I just got to focus on the here and now. You are polished, but you believe it. And I, I truly believe that's why you are where you are. By the way, you need to get someone to update that uh, Blue Springs South Wikipedia page. With Super Bowl champion Rams tight end Candle Blanton. I'm, I'm gonna go talk to the coaches then. They, 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 they got my jersey and everything. They, they gotta, they gotta update it. <laughs> <laughs> a little perspective on your team going into this offseason. Give me a breakout star for 2022 for the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, that's tough. Man. Not named Kendall Blanton. That's tough. A breakout star. Who do you think's in line for a big step forward? You you want you want to single me out to single one person out? We got a lot of talent on this team, man. Um, Give me the short list then. A breakout star. I, I'll say somebody I spent a lot of time this offseason with, um, and I see their grind and their mentality, and I know their focus. Um, and you call it a breakout star. I call it just a star already. Um, David Long Jr. Okay. Um, I'm excited to 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 see everything he's you know he's put in the work he's put in from really a mental standpoint spiritually and you know physically obviously but uh i'm excited to see him go go play football this year awesome all right let's try something different here at the end of today's show as a thank you to everyone who's been loyal to this podcast and listen to the end of this awesome conversation with kendall i actually have a super bowl 56 uh hat that i would like to send someone uh so how about the first person to answer this question on social media kendall blanton's first career touchdown reception came against the bucks in january we remember it well how many yards was that first quarter catch you don't have to answer it here but if you are listening and would like to tweet the correct answer at me uh jb underscore long and give the case special underscore some love to uh, first correct response i'll connect with you to send you that hat don't know if you want to autograph it. You can or not. It's I'll up to you. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, really enjoy getting to know you. Uh, I knew it would be a great conversation because of uh, what you accomplished through the playoff run and just hearing what you're about as a person is good to get to hear some of that in person. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you having me, man. Hopefully this isn't our last conversation. Hopefully I'm on here again. But uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all having me. Um, love it. I love it here.
Awesome. Amen to that. May it be your best training camp and you're ahead. Yes, sir. Thank All you. Right. For Kendall Blanton, I'm JB Long. Thank you for listening to Rams Revealed.